It is Tuesday, April 19th in the NBA, and I'm back with my two best picks of the day. Yo, what's going on, everyone? This is Austin from Call on Our Shot. Do a recap from yesterday, what should have been a 2-0 day, but Will Barton gets us on the hook with 24 PRAs on the dot. He had 24 with like four minutes left in the third quarter. I don't know what happened there. He just he started fighting with Boogie Cousins, and then it was just a downhill spiral for the Nuggets team as they get blown out. Barely plays in the fourth quarter. Donovan Mitchell easily hits his over 27.5 points. I believe Arlene's did also pretty decently as well. Brutal to watch for Barton. We're going to keep getting after it. If you are new to the channel, do me a favor. Go down below. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you guys again for 31,000 subscribers. We really appreciate all you guys' love and support this whole NBA season. And obviously, we're still doing our MLB Best Bets video. So definitely go check out those. I just posted before this one. And I'll link it at the end of the video as well. So if you want to be, join the community, hit that subscribe button. Also, drop a like too. We would appreciate it. Shout out to our COS All-Stars. That's our YouTube membership. You guys get the plays early. If you want to become an All-Star, click the join button on the channel or the link in the description. It only costs $2.99 a month. We would certainly appreciate it. Our newest All-Stars, SF. Manny and EMT. We appreciate you guys all, all the COS, all existing and former and all COS All-Stars out there. We can't do it without you guys. You guys are the real MVPs, but drop your best bets down below in the comments. And really, I got no more intro. Let's waste no more time. Let's hop into my one of my favorite plays of the day. We're going to the Timberwolves versus Grizzlies. I'm sure you know this guy. Taking John Morant over 29 and a half points, minus 115 on DraftKings. Now, I could basically go back to yesterday's video and just copy and paste what I said about Donovan Mitchell. And that was that the field goal attempt volume is going to be insane today for, for John Moran. I've seen him on Twitter, on Instagram. He's posting clips of Michael Jordan from the last dance. This guy, I think, is going to come out and absolutely go berserk in game two. Now, we look at game one. He did hit this over at 32 points. Did a lot of the damage at the free throw line as he went 8 for 18 from the field. 16 for 20 from the free throw line. And look. I don't really anticipate him shooting 20 free throws today, but he certainly could, as this is a must-win game for the Memphis Grizzlies. And technically, you could argue, well, it's not necessarily a must-win. They're not going to go sit at home for the rest of the playoffs if they lose this game, but it's going to be hard to come back dropping 0-2 at home in the playoffs than having to go on the road, not only steal one, but likely two games on the road in Minnesota. So I declare this as a must-win game for the Grizzlies, and I expect that they play Morant like it is that. Now, last year, we saw them again in the playoffs. They played Utah, and in the first game, they played John Moran, 36 minutes. He went under. He did have, I believe, set 27 points. And you look at game one this year, played 35 minutes against Minnesota. In game two, they, in game two, they just absolutely relinquished him. Now, in game one against Utah last year, he scored 26 points. The Grizzlies actually won that game. But in game two, they just, like I said, they just let him loose. 43 minutes of playing time last year in game two. He scored 47 points, 15 of 26 shooting, 15 of 20 from the free throw line. And I think that's what we see again today from Morant. I think he gets 40-ish minutes today, if not more, post-All-Star break. Despite him being a little bit injured, Morant averaged 36 points per 40 minutes. And I think he's going to see a lot of minutes today. I just don't see how they don't get him out there. He's their best player. They're going to need him out on the court. And look, I understand they got Patrick Beverly. He's a good defender. He's going to harass him all night long. But... I'm not really scared of, you know, the Carl Anthony Towns, the Jared Vanderbilt's of the, world, of the world if Morant gets into the groove and starts driving to the rim. We look at last year when he obviously dropped 47-piece. That was against the Utah Jazz. We think about Rudy Gobert. All Rudy does is camp out in the paint. He's not going to go anywhere else. He's just chilling in the paint. So the fact that John Morant's able to go in, score points in the paint against Utah Jazz, one of the toughest teams to score in the paint against, I think we're going to see a big activated John Morant today. Give me his over, 29.5 points, minus 115 on DraftKings. I really like it today. I don't mind his assist line either, but look, 
I don't see him passing too much to Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, the other guys. Let John Morant go carry this team to a victory, taking his over 29 and a half points. Now, moving on to another game on the slate for my second and final pick, but then we'll get into a couple leans. Going to Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. I'm taking Chris Paul double-double and Phoenix to win. A player performance double, minus 114 on FanDuel. Now, I don't love taking these FanDuel-specific props as they're really the only book with like same game part or these player performance doubles, but I do really like CP3's over 10 and a half assists, which the double-double would be relying on him to get you know 10 plus points and 10 plus assists. I don't see him getting 10 plus rebounds, but hey, if he wants to go out there and get some rebounds, we would appreciate it. But I like his over 10 and a half assists for the people that don't have a FanDuel account. And if you want Want to sign up for a FanDuel account, use the link in the description, dimers.com slash COS. Now, game one, CP3, 30 points, 10 assists, and the Suns won. So this a specific bet did cash. Now, he had 16 assist chances in that game, and really he didn't get a lot of assists because he was going takeover mode in the fourth quarter. This guy did not pass at all. I think he absolutely, I don't know how many points he had in the fourth, but it was a master class, and he just absolutely torched the, the Pelicans as they had Jose Alvarado on him, and he said no. I won't allow that. And he just went berserk. But I don't see him going that crazy, dropping 30 points tonight. I think we'll see more of a conservative Chris Paul, a guy that's passing it, getting it to his teammates, get them into rhythm. Now, CP3, double-double, four straight games against New Orleans. Pelicans in those games, 10. That was game one. 15, 18, and 19 assists versus the Pelicans. So that's why I don't mind his over 10 and a half assists. I think he gets over 11, maybe 12, 13 assists potentially today. Look at CP3. Obviously, he did miss some time with his thumb injury. Did have a double-double, 19 of their last 25 games this season. So it's got to get the double-double in a lot of games. The Suns are 10-point favorites. I mean, they're minus 500 on the money line. And while I don't like doing player performance doubles, I really like this one today. And I'd rather take this over the 10.5 assist line, which is like minus 130, minus 140 on some books. Now, this season, CP3 has a double-double in 41 of 65 games played. And when he has a double-double, the Suns, 36-5 and five straight up, winning those games, this specific bet cash in 36 of the 41 games that CP3 had a double-double. I think the Pelicans are a solid team, but the Suns have kind of owned them with Chris Paul. They've won five of their last six versus the New Orleans Pelicans. The one loss was this season without Chris Paul. I think they'll be able to get this one done at home, and they'll, I think maybe the Pelicans might steal a game on the road, well, technically at home for them. So give me the Chris Paul, give me the double-double and the win prop. I really like it. I think it's a good one. Now let's move on and let's stay in the same game for a couple of leans because I want to give you guys my leans for these official games. Now DeAndre Ayton, I like his over 10 and a half rebounds, minus 110 on FanDuel. Now look, Ayton had a decent game in game one and I don't like betting on him. That's why he's not an official play because this guy is suspect. I just I just don't trust him at all. But game one, 21 points and nine rebounds, playing pretty well. He had 21 rebound chances. So the fact he only had nine rebounds is a little bit suspect. But look, I saw what Jonas Valanciunas did in game one. 25 rebounds, and he had 12 offensive rebounds. Either 12 or 13. I forgot to check. 12 or 13 offensive rebounds. Look, Suns are not winning an, uh, an NBA championship, allowing some guy to get that many offensive rebounds and if that many offensive extra chances for his team. Look, Aiton's going to be – he was yelled at by Monty Williams. I wasn't I – I wasn't in the locker room. I'd bet you money that DeAndre Ayton was yelled at for the defensive rebounding that he showed in game one. I bet you he comes out, controls the glass in the 10.5 rebounds. Well, he hasn't hit that yet this season versus the Pelicans. Would not be surprised if he comes out and drops, I don't know, like 8 to 10 rebounds in the first half. Maybe ends up with closer to 12 to 14 rebounds tonight. Look, Ayton, is, he's athletic. He can grab rebounds. It's just whether or not he's aggressive and, and you know focused on that side of the ball. I think he would be focused today. So I don't mind the Ayton over 10.5 rebounds. Now, Let's go back to the Grizzlies game. 
I like Steven Adams under in PRAs and kind of going with that. Brandon Clark's over in PRAs. Now, this matchup just isn't great for, for, uh, for Steven Adams. We look at game one. I think he had, what, three rebounds, three assists, didn't even attempt a single shot. He was in foul trouble all, in the, all game long. He can't move his feet that well against Carl Anthony Towns, one of the more, you know, agile big men in the league, a guy that can actually put the ball on the floor and drive. You know, they don't see a lot of those types of centers against the Grizzlies, which is why Steven Adams can play pretty well, but like he was in foul trouble all game long, and I think that would be the case today because he cannot move his feet to keep up with a guy like Carl Anthony Towns. That's why we saw Brandon Clark come in. Brandon Clark played very, very well. I think he had, what, 12 points, 13 rebounds, absolutely crushing whatever line he gets today. He doesn't have a line right now. I imagine he gets one later this afternoon. But still, they're not going to really – I don't see the Grizzlies wanting to put Jaron Jackson Jr. on Carl Anthony Towns. You're just asking for foul trouble there. So I think they want to keep Brandon Clark or Steven Adams on him, and I just don't see Steven Adams working out long-term in this game. So I imagine Steven Adams struggles with a little bit of foul trouble. I've seen some people that I trust in player props on his under in points. Don't mind the under in PRAs either, which I believe is about 20 and a half. We'll see what Brandon Clark gets, but that's my kind of overall analysis on that specific position for the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, let's talk about the final game, technically the first game on the slate, the Heat versus the Hawks. This game was a blowout in game one. You saw Trey Young going one for 12, Bogdan Bogdanovich 0 for 8. A combined one for 20 from two of your top three or four scores. Probably not going to get the job done, but today I lean Trey Young under 26 and a half points. It's sketchy. It's minus 110 on Fanduel. It is, you know, a plus EV bet as I believe Sharper Books have this under at minus 140. But look, the Heat—they're one of the best te defensive teams in the NBA. They're not stupid. They know Trey Young's the lifeblood of this offense. They know he's the one that's going to be having the ball in his hands 24/7. They're, they're going to keep throwing a ton of bodies at him. And look, the, you see Trey Young kind of normally go after opposing centers when they switch onto him. It's not going to happen against Bam Adebayo, one of the best defensive centers in the league. He's, he's just too athletic, and it's just not going to work. So I don't see Trey Young dominating him today. Maybe he does go off after a really disappointing game. Like I said, 1 for 12 shooting at, what, 8 points. He really stunk, but I don't see him really going. 27 points is a lot against the Heat team, especially this game should be lower scoring because the Heat are one of the slower-playing teams in the NBA. So don't mind Trey Young's under. It's just a lean. I don't really make it. want to make it an official play. Don't want to don't poke the bear too much with Trey Young, but... As of right now, our two official picks, we're going with, obviously, we got John Morant over 29.5 points, probably the guy on the thumbnail, or maybe I'll put Chris Paul, double-double and a win, minus 114 on Fando. Sorry for that Fando-specific player performance double, but I really like it today. I think it's got great value. So those are my two picks. Let me know your favorite bets down below in the description. We appreciate you guys, as always, and we'll see you guys again in, on Wednesday for our best picks for those games. And obviously, I'll put our MLB best bets video on the screen. Definitely go check that one out. So I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Catch you guys then. Peace.